It's been said that diversity happens when people of different backgrounds share space in a community, but inclusion only happens when they spend quality time together. In today's edition of Intersections, the RIT podcast, Taj Smith, Director of Diversity Education at RIT, talks with Stephanie Rankin, Director of Foundation Relations, about her participation in the Breaking Bread program, which helps faculty and staff bridge the diversity gap and build real relationships. What is solidarity and why is it important? It's a great question. Um, solidarity, you know, at the basic level is about bringing people together um, across different interests um, that they may have or different positions they hold in uh, society. Um, the challenge is that many people believe that they're in solidarity with others, but they're really operating at a surface level of that. Um, so they may just be aware of an issue and think that's enough. You know, here at RIT, we want folks to go a little bit deeper to kind of realize that, one, you, you do have to experience a little bit of what it means to be in somebody else's shoes. And then you want to be able to explore and ask questions um, to deepen your understanding of that. Right? It's really important just to not know the experience, but really try to understand how it relates um, to your experience. So we have to begin to imagine you know, what's possible um, or what's the outcome of us, our being in solidarity together. And then you've got to figure out how to create that. Um, but it, so in short, it really requires work. Um, it's just not a sort of statement that we can say that we're um, in it with somebody without doing the work. And here at RIT, it can kind of be easy for us to kind of stay in our bubbles. Um, so how do we bring about a sense of solidarity with others with regard to getting to know other people and their stories and their beliefs? It's, you know, stepping outside of your, your office or your department or your school and, and going to new places is the beginning of that. Uh, it's very easy for us to be siloed. Certainly, it's not unique to RIT. Many institutions are, whether they're higher education or not. So it really starts by sort of getting out of your comfort uh, zone, your, your bubble on campus and exploring other things, meeting other kind of people. So here at RIT, uh, we have one program that can assist with that, and that's the Breaking Bread program, to allow people who um, want to get to know other people but might feel awkward about it to uh, have a more uh, directed way of doing that. And so that it's an opportunity for them to get matched with somebody who's different from them uh, they complete an application process. They sort of let me know what kind of identities that they're willing to share and um, be interested in working across. Um, and then I pair those folks, um, and then they uh, work together over six meetings to really get to know each other. Um, they're given prompts to sort of help facilitate that solidarity process. So, Stephanie, you were involved in this program of Breaking Bread. I'd love to hear what your experience was like and, and why you chose to be a part of it. Sure. So kind of going back to what you said about different ways to break outside of your bubble here on campus, um, you know, it, it can be very hard for me. It can be siloed. I meet with a lot of the same people. So when I saw the Breaking Bread program email come through, I saw it as, um, you know, an opportunity to get to know someone who had a different background than me, whether it was race, sexual orientation, they were deaf or hard of hearing, etc. And on top of that, I would also be able to build a bridge with someone from a completely different area of campus. And we could learn how to better advocate for each other. We could learn more about each other's backgrounds and what we could do for each other with regard to being allies for each other. Tell us a little bit more about what, what you, you know, took from your experience. 
I was a little bit nervous when we had our initial Breaking Bread cohort meeting. You had everybody come together, and we did some icebreaker exercises as a group, and no one really knew who their partner was going to be right off the bat. Um, And then when you paired us up and I met my partner, um, we sat down for some additional one-on-one exercises, um, some icebreaker exercises, and we were going through a list of common triggering events, and we had to rate them from 1 to 10 on how uh, we would be impacted by them if they happened to us. And I remember that uh, my partner and I each completed them separately, and a lot of them I had high numbers for. They were high triggering events for me. And I assumed that my partner was going to have the same um, response to them. And it turned out she had a lot of uh, much lower rated ratings for the triggering events. And right off the bat, it kind of caused me to take a step back and realize that I had made assumptions about my partner and thinking that I knew what she was going to answer. And so moving forward through the program, I tried to take a step back um, from assuming anything and just listening to her and empathizing with her after I heard her stories. And that's kind of something that I've um, taken forward with me from the program. But I think that the prompts that you set up for our individual one-on-one meetings were really impactful because we were able to share personal stories, um, share experiences about how you know we've dealt with prejudice in our life, and it allowed us to go deep pretty quickly. I would say by the end of the first meeting with my partner, we already considered ourselves friends. We had built a strong bond together, and we had built trust. Uh, we had shared stories with each other that we hadn't shared with others in a very long time or maybe you know, had only shared with people that we had become close friends with. Uh, so it was very impactful, and it really allowed us to better understand um, the backgrounds and experiences and how we can be better advocates for each other moving forward. So what was it like to, to have to get that personal with someone you didn't know um, and to share some, some deep stories? Right. So that's something that I don't think I deeply considered going into this program. I wasn't really sure how the program was going to be set up. And I am an introvert. And I think that my partner would probably consider herself an introvert as well. And, you know, we had both professed over the course of our meetings that We really weren't open with a lot of people. Um, It it took a lot for us to really share our personal stories with one another. And I learned some some things from my partner that was, they were just shocking to me. They were things that dealt directly with her race. Um, I'm white, she's black. You know, while we're both females in our 30s, we've had wildly different experiences in the exact same settings simply based on our race. And it really caused me to think about, you know, when I'm in certain settings that maybe she had talked about how she had a particular experience. I'm now moving forward going to go into those settings thinking about it from her perspective as well and how, you know, if there is someone who is black in, in the room with me in that setting, how can I be a better advocate for them? And then I know that she felt the same way with regard to me. And so it was just It was kind of therapeutic in a way, sharing these stories with each other. We we got emotional a few times with each other because the stories were so personal. And just going back to not making assumptions about people, it just really made me kind of better understand that in order to be an advocate for someone, you actually have to have conversations with them. You can't just say, you know, I... I'm going to do better, you know, for all of these other people with different backgrounds than me. You can't do that. You really have to have an understanding. So it was very powerful. Um, My partner and I are actually close friends now. And so now I, you know, we've built a bridge between completely different areas on campus, which is great. 
So curious. So it's, I think it's great that you two have continued your bond. Um, since going through this experience, has it been easier to talk about some more of your experiences or ways that you experience the world differently because of that process? This was just a very enlightening experience for both of us. We did go a little bit deeper. We talked about um, some things that are going on in each of our divisions here on campus. Um, She works much more closely with students here than I do. So that's another important piece for me is that I feel like, you know, there's so many um, students coming in with very unique perspectives and unique backgrounds. And so I can kind of hear and learn a little bit more of that from her because she's over in student affairs. And, you know, I work on grant writing on behalf of the university. And so that will help me to kind of shift my mindset and how I can better word these grants to, um, you know, bring in funding that is actually impactful for the students here so that they have a better experience. Um, So while I think, you know, I would say at this point it's more of a friendship, I think our conversations definitely do touch on how we can better advocate um, for RIT with regard to the diversity and inclusion initiatives. So, you know, what's next for you as you uh, think about solidarity? So thinking about solidarity, um, you know, and having discussed that I built this bridge with um, a black woman from another area of campus, um, and you kind of bringing up earlier how to get out of your bubble, like the Breaking Bread program was an excellent opportunity to meet somebody from the other side of campus and um, break out of my bubble, but how do I just do that um, myself, you know, and I'm not always going to have the Breaking Bread program here (laughs) to continue to meet new people. So I think, um, you know, I need to become more involved in in different happenings that are going on on campus. We have so many different initiatives, so many events going on where you can become involved and um, meet other people, learn their stories um, so that you can be a better advocate uh, for our diversity and inclusion initiatives. I think that that's something that is really important for RIT as we grow um, to really break out of our comfort zones so that we can kind of make this culture a little bit more cohesive with regard to building diversity and inclusion. So with that being said, I'm, I'm interested in your perspective on how you're planning to take the Breaking Bread program forward. And, you know, are there any other solidarity initiatives that you have in mind? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think starting with this semester, uh, you participated last semester in the fall of uh, 2019, and now we're in spring 2020, and we've seen an increase in, in participation. I think we have 33 people. Uh, I think we had around 20 or 21 last semester. So it's definitely more uh, people involved and more people learning about the experience. So I think we'll continue that. You know, as long as that's successful, we'll continue that model. I think the next level is um, I'm playing around with an idea to figure out how do we create more uh, intergroup dialogue spaces, spaces where people can kind of do breaking bread, but in a group context. And we can go even further on some more uh, challenging topics. So that's kind of what I'm planning right now, to kind of figure out how do we do that, not only with uh, employees, but students as well. And I know there are several employees on campus who would also like to work with students, to have those kind of conversations with students as well. So that's the sort of next level. That's great. Uh, I remember one of my favorite readings from Breaking Bread was the solidarity reading that we had to do. We had to go through, we had to read through it. And then our partner, my partner and I had to come together and think about how we could solve inequality in some way by coming together um, in solidarity. 
So, you know, solving some inequality problem is is a huge, mm-hmm. you know, ask. But um, I think it was really important that we had both known each other's backgrounds a little bit more, and we kind of came together from completely um, diverse perspectives, and that allowed for our problem solving, our brainstorming, to be that much more powerful. So. I think your idea of you know having these group sessions and incorporating students into them is really exciting, and I think it's a great next step. You know, and I, and I think any problem that we face um, in this world and, and on our campus and higher education needs a lot of different diverse voices um, so that we can tackle it. I think traditionally there's only one or two voices that um, get to have a say-so in, in a problem that we're facing, and that really doesn't solve, solve it. Um, that puts a Band-Aid on it. Uh, but it does not solve the problem because you need as many diverse perspectives and voices as possible to address some of our campus as well as, uh, you know, world issues. Thank you for listening to Intersections, the RIT podcast, a production of RIT Marketing and Communications. To learn more about our university, go to www.rit.edu. To hear more podcasts, Subscribe to Intersections on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, or SoundCloud, or by visiting www.rit.edu slash news slash podcasts.